This episode of the Hubcast is brought to you by Digital Sales and Marketing World 2020. Get 20% off early bird pricing by using the code 20HUBCAST at digitalsalesandmarketingworld.com. Welcome back, welcome back to the Hubcast. It's Hubcastic. Everything is happy. Everything is orange. Everything is uh, traffic leads, sales, conversions, all that junk stuff. What's up, dog? Yeah, all those things. All the things. All the contents. Things. I love it. <laughs> all the contents. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be with everybody today. And so let's just dive in. I mean, it's going to be fast and furious this episode. Let's talk about what it is. Wait, wait a sec. This is, um, this is, this is our last episode, right? Like before the special, Maybe. we may, we may get one in, we may get one in next week. We'll see. I'm feeling a little iffy about it. So people are saying last episode, what's you, what's you mean by that? Well, Duffy is, um, um, going to, um, Bring into the world, little Duff here very very soon, and yes. so so we've got that special series that are planned, because besides that, Duff knows I'm not responsible enough to actually do this podcast if I was left in charge. So this is we've got a great series. Do you want to preview those interviews again? You got a few of them come like like what what, what can everybody expect, Duff? Yeah. So basically what, what we did was we connected with some of our favorite people over at HubSpot. So we got Nicholas Holland, who's the general manager for the entire marketing hub. Wow. We've got Luke Summerfield, who is the go-to-market for the CMS, which there's a lot of cool stuff going on with that this year. Mm-hmm. We've got mm-hmm. Justin Champion. He's going to be, the interview with him is going to be the first one that goes live on content strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's eight total that are going to be going out while I'm out. So I am, I'm really, really excited about these. They were, I love, I've I've said this before in a lot of episodes, but I love getting time with people on the product teams or people that work in product marketing over there because they're one so open about the things that they're working on and the things that they're excited about and the things that they're hearing from from customers and it's always just refreshing to hear um you know the more the more removed you get from those those people it's easy to kind of you know get grumpy or <laughs> frustrated with certain things and then when you really get you know get behind the curtain there you see like all the things that they're doing all the feedback that they're getting um all the things that they're working on and you hear a little bit about like why they may not be working on one thing or why they're prioritizing another thing anyway i just really appreciate it it was a lot of fun for me to do so i'm excited for those to come out they're going to start the first week of march so we'll see if we get another another episode or two in but uh it's uh i'm a ticking time bomb at this point ticking a ticking a ticking time <laughs> Well, this is pretty awesome that you've done this. I'm excited to hear them myself. So make sure you tune into those folks. Let's talk about a property of the week, which is audience access properties. Tell us about this stuff. Yeah, I was, um, you know, doing my usual perusing of some of the uh, properties that are basically set as default. And if you've been a longtime 
Cubcast listener, you know that we, for a long time, did a segment called Property of the Week where we literally went through like every HubSpot property, contacts, companies, deals, tickets, but they're always adding ones because they're always adding features. And one of the recent kind of buckets of properties that they added was when they added the ability to do membership content. So if you're doing membership content, like you only want people to be able to access a blog by putting in an, an email and a password, basically you, you set that up with a list, you tell HubSpot only people that are on this list can access it. And what happens is HubSpot will automatically send out an email to everybody on that list saying, hey, you've got access to this content click on this link to set up a password and then they use that password in their email to log in to be able to access any of that. And what you get um, when you do that, and this is a marketing hub enterprise feature. Um, so if you're wondering why you haven't seen that, uh, and maybe because you're not on marketing hub enterprise, but a big reason why people are upgrading to marketing hub enterprise um, is to get this membership essentially kind of gated uh, password gated content. But there's uh, five or six, six different properties that populate once you create any kind of membership-based content. And that really, it's kind of neat because it, it really helps you track like, okay, maybe I added this list of 400 people to be able to access this content. How many of those people actually have logged in? How many of those people actually, you know, actually registered? Um, how many of those people are still on this list because they may have gotten removed from a list, things like that. So the six properties are the domain to which registration email was sent. Um, so that actual uh, email sending or email domain that it was sent to. So you could, you know, run a list or create a report that shows how many different domains, like if you got a bunch of people from the same company, things like that. Um, if they confirmed their email, so they actually, you know, went and signed up and confirmed their email for the membership, you could actually take membership notes. So if you're legitimately running, like some people are using HubSpot to run paid membership, you know, subscriptions. Um, you can take membership notes in that property um, to kind of keep track of like, oh, this person, you know, switched from this company to that company or this person, you know, had issues signing in, things like that. The other ones are registered at, and that's the date and time at which the contact set up their content membership, the status of the contact's content membership, and then the last is the time the registration email was sent, which is just literally when the registration email was sent to the contact. So you can really kind of dig into like maybe you added some people to a list and you're realizing that not everybody has signed up. You want to follow up with them. You want to create workflows around, you know, two days after the registration email was sent. I want to send a reminder, things like that. You have now these properties at your disposal to do reporting and to do automation around your membership stuff. So if you're using that on Marketing Hub Enterprise, definitely a great thing to check out um, and make sure that you're leveraging. Leverage it, as they say, do with it. the tools. If you're going to spend the money on it, y'all, you might as well get the most out of that thing. So I want to talk about some on my mind, Duff. 
What's on your mind? Tell you what's on my mind. You know, we got digital sales and marketing work coming up. We'll mention that as sponsor of today's show. But um, there's part of that conference, part of that that, that event, it, it's a sales and marketing event. So I think about sales and I think about the language of sales. And you know, I've been doing, uh, I've been on a dead sprint since the year started, teaching a lot of, a lot of like uh, just doing events, workshops. Uh, it's been two weeks since we're, since the week started and really gotten embedded into a lot of marketing teams, sales teams. And here's what I'm finding is an interesting trend. Used to be when we would teach sales, the only thing that we would really teach was the side of how to close, um, lots of role plays, mm. um, asking questions. And it was, it was the interpersonal communication skills of, of selling. And that's the way that it was for a few decades, really. That was, that was sales one-on-one. I'm finding a trend where because of, I think, because of digital, what's happening is a lot of the time that is now spent with sales teams in terms of training, it, it is not spent on the interpersonal skills. Mm. And so let me give an example I'm talking about. A big part of effective selling or consulting or teaching for that matter is the ability to get commitments, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you don't have a conversation with somebody without at the end at least saying, so will you do these things, right? Now, sometimes they're not ready to buy, but they at least commit to something. You always want to get a commitment. If you're getting a commitment, that means you're advancing. Everybody's moving forward. We agree to this. Well, that's rare these days. You don't see a lot of that. Mm. You see passive language, almost like a almost like a apologetic style of asking people questions. We're trying to get commitments. This is a skill that we're literally losing within um, our younger marketplace of professionals. I mean, not granted, there's still going to be those that are hardcore salespeople, but I think the more, um, especially when it comes to professional services, right? Mm-hmm. You still got those, you know, I'm sure the car industry, automotive industry and the others, they, they do this, but I'm talking about, let's say a professional services company. Generally speaking, you do, you do not see these skills like you saw them before. That's my thought stuff. I don't know if you have any with it because I know you're not as like passionate about this as I am, although you are passionate about sales, marketing, communication, but yeah. some I think about all the time. Do you have any thoughts on this? So do you think that that's because of some of the the digital technology piece of it? We're where... spending, like we're spending our training meetings like like looking at the CRM, right? for example, right? So right. so much time that you have uh, for training. And so it's like, okay, so we have a training for maybe how to use social media. And then we have a training for how to use the CRM. And then we have a training to how to use Basecamp or some you know, crap like that, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, what are you not training on? This is the most important element of selling. Yeah, how to actually sell. 
Yeah. And it's, um, it's concerning. It's concerning because I'm seeing a lot of organizations, they think they, oftentimes they think they have a lead problem. They think they, that their sales team is this, this, or that, but really they're just poorly trained. Yeah. They're poorly qualified and they don't understand the most uh, essential components, basics of selling. So mm. anyway, th- this is, I'm just hoping anybody's listening to this that that you're really saying. You know, let me like I recently met with a company. I said, "How many uh, role play uh, trainings have you done this year? Um, over the last year, over the last year, none. I haven't done any. Lots of salespeople. I haven't done any. Duff, that is not viable. Yeah. In terms of if if you want to stay, um, if you want to keep that sword sharp, you want to be on your game." Right. It's just, it's like trying to be a great speaker, but you speak once, you know, once every six months, you're not going to, I mean, if I'm, if, if I speak, you know, four times over the course of two weeks, that fourth talk I give is off the hook because I am, I am just in the, in it, right. I'm in the zone yeah. by that point. It's just, everything's there. It's flowing. You know, if, if it was once a quarter, it's a completely different game. In fact, like right after Christmas break, I remember giving my first talk and it took me probably 20, 30 minutes, like just little things, you know, mm. like, 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 like uh, flubbing a few words here and there. So like, I don't generally ever do that, but when you're not sharp, that's what happens. And so, yeah. you know, we throw our people, we don't, we don't train them well and they get hit with major um, concerns or issues from the prospect and they don't know how to deal with them because they haven't been trained to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts. Mm. If you agree, let us know. I'm, I'm Sheridan at impactbnd.com and she is C. Duffy at impactbnd.com. Make sure you get your people trained and if they're not trained, heck, I'll come train them for you. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about digital sales and marketing world, which is our sponsor for this show. Right around the corner, man. Super freaking stoked about. I cannot wait. Been designing the opening workshop. It's going to be amazing with you and your team. So, Duffy, tell us about DSM Dub. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I only have so much time to tell people about DSMW. So, if you haven't registered yet, we have a code just for you. Yep, yep, yep. 20 Hubcast. Get 20% off the early bird pricing, which goes through the end of February. So you can still get awesome pricing. You get additional discounts if you bring four or more people and then 10 or more people. So bring your team. That's what it's built for. We're currently right now, Marx is building out the opening workshop. We're building out all of the different summits for the different industries and the different roles um, on during the two days. So there's really, really exciting stuff coming out. There's new speakers getting announced almost every week. Um, so if you haven't checked out, go to digitalsalesandmarketingworld.com. Check out the speakers, check out the content, check out the videos. There's some videos from last year um, that are just amazing. Um, Check them out. You know, we want you to be there, of course, but you really probably need to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, about that. Yeah. And here's the facts, folks you're going to get more takeaways at DSMW than you will any event you'll attend this year by far. 
a long shot. I mean, I'm talking a long shot. Um, is it going to be transformative? If you come and you engage, it'll be transformative, especially if you bring somebody on your team or some buddies on your team. All right. It's going to be really, really special. Cannot wait to see you there. Again, 20 Hubcast to get that discount. All right. A couple last things here. We got a HubSpot wishlist item. Apply line break formatting into personalization tokens and emails. Tell us about that one, Doug. Yes, this is something that I had actually have never encountered before, but it makes a ton of sense. Um, it was brought to my attention by our friend Ari in the HubSpot user Slack. That Slack group, by the way, has been blowing up. You can go into the show notes, impactbnd.com slash hubcast. This is episode 262. And there's a link to join that Slack group. It's free. There's like 150 HubSpot power users in it. It's awesome. Anyway, Ari mentioned he was using a personalization token um, for a multi-line text property. And the multi-line text property, basically, I think it was getting imported through an API or something like that, where there were multiple different um, pieces of information on it. Things like ID, name, details, like ID number, things like that. And what he realized was that with personalization tokens, you can insert text into emails based on a multi-line text property. However, at the moment with line breaks and paragraphs, the formatting gets messed up if you use that personalization token. Um, So basically what happens is like you might have, you know, ID, name, details, number on four different lines in your multi-line text field and have line breaks in there. But when you use a personalization token, it all shows on one line. It doesn't have the line breaks in there. Um, Which, you know, if you're using these things in an email where, you know, somebody's like requesting account information or things like that, gets really annoying if that formatting gets messed up or again, if you can't use that personalization token, it kind of, it doesn't render it useless. You could certainly use it, but the formatting is really annoying. (laughs) Um, So that's a great one. Um, If you're using multi-line text fields, if you're using them in personalization tokens, or if you just want to help us out because you love the HubSpot user community, vote it up. Vote it up or just vote it because Ari suggested it and he's exactly. dope certified dope certifiable Gangsta. he has Gangsta. been certified he has been certified one of the few the proud all right let's just bring it home with um we got one update it looks like duffy we've got manage your tasks on mobile and we're a mobile world so we're interested to hear about this update what's up Yes, it has been a, a little bit of a quiet couple of weeks over yeah, on HubSpot. Yeah, yeah. Just interesting. Maybe they just, they're going to flood, open the floodgates when I go on leave and then I'm going to come back and we're just going to have weeks and weeks of all of the updates. I hope that's what happens. Anyway, <laughs> you can now manage your tasks on the iOS and Android app. So if you're using the task tool, once you get the updated Uh, version of the iOS or Android app, if you go to the tasks tab, you're going to see basically a new user experience there. So they've overhauled the underlying structure of tasks. 
So it should feel much faster and snappier. A couple of the notable things to look for um, if you're using that tool is you can now access all of your task queues you've set up on desktop directly from the mobile app, which wasn't available previously. You can now filter your tasks by calls, emails, to-dos, as well as access all of your completed tasks. Your list of tasks is now organized with straightforward headers, like today, this week, this month, so you know what you need to get done next, kind of at a high level. And you can now sort your tasks by due date or priority, so you see your most important tasks, the ones that you need to get done first, first. So great updates there. I'm actually really, I've heard that the product team is working on some additional tasks tool functionality this year um, to make it a little bit more robust and, and for sales reps, service reps to be able to manage their tasks much more easily. Um, so fingers crossed that this is kind of the first of many updates to the tasks tool that we're going to see over, over the the course of 2020. You can learn more at the link in the show notes. And the show stankin' notes, which are the best show notes in the history of podcasting. The people. best. So make sure you subscribe. And we appreciate the fact that you have been with us on another episode. What was this episode number? Like 262, Duff? 262. That's pretty dope. I mean, that's that's uh that's that's significant. I mean, that's that puts nuts. us in the 1% of podcasts. Most podcasts never make it that long. We have made it that long because of you, the listener. We appreciate you. We appreciate HubSpot. We appreciate all things orange. And we certainly appreciate the fact that you're going to DSMW because it's going to be great. So I think, Duff, it's time for you to maybe bring this home for maybe the last time for a while. We shall see. We'll see. We'll Fingers see. crossed for some bonus apps. We will see. <laughs> But until next time, thank you for all of those who have sent kind uh, congratulatory words over the last couple of weeks. Until next time, whenever that might be, this is Karina Duffy and Marcus Sheridan saying to you, get out there and get after it.